And we're into the second hour of the programme. Don't forget, uh, this coming Saturday, June the 25th, from noon till six o'clock, uh, we're going to be at Weybridge Jubilee Fair and Arts Festival. It's taking place in Churchfield Recreation Ground. Uh, we've got live music going on all afternoon for you. And the guy that's going to be closing for us is uh, Martin Paul Cuthews in the studio today. Martin, thanks for coming along. Hi, Barry. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Now, uh, you are, you've been a busy boy, actually, because you were at the Wagon and Horses last night. That's right, yep. Uh, you are with us today, and you're gigging again tomorrow, I think. Uh, gigging this evening. This evening? Yeah, yeah, the Blenheim. Blenheim in Epsom. Okay, is that a venue you played before or not? Or? Uh, yeah, I have. So I played there a couple of Sunday afternoons, uh, but this will be the first sort of Saturday evening one. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see what uh, tonight holds, yeah. Fabulous, and you're a local lad. I am indeed. We've been finding that out because yeah. we found out about your room. Was it yes. your primary school? Or? Yeah, primary school, Marshfield. That's right, yeah. So, um, you can't escape from us, Martin. No, exactly. <laughs> Just to warn you. Just stalked, to warn you. stalked me. Stalked, stalked me. you, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, um, well, I, I now live in uh, uh, Weybridge, um, obviously just around the corner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I kind of, um, I, I've spent most of my life living in Ottershaw, which, is, I mean, it's only just down the yeah, road anyway. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Local stuff. Local. And you still play at Roadtown, don't you? Because at the cricketers every now and then. Uh, yes, so... Um, I did. I played there. Was it early April? I think it was. Um, okay. And I've got one there. I think end of July. Uh, but yeah, I used to go into the, the cricketers uh, like when I was sixteen, seventeen. Me too. Don't don't, <laughs> don't tell I, I them that because that I lived, was I lived opposite. Right. So. Okay. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that because yeah, obviously it was, was underage. But yeah, it's all right. You were playing though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> not back then. I was just mostly drinking, but um, <laughs> and enjoying myself. Uh, so, tell us about um, how you got into music. Then, when did when did you first get into music, and what got you into music? Um, we were talking about this uh, last night, actually. So, uh, my mum my mum came to the gig uh, last night. She bless her. She comes to uh, most of the gigs. Uh, she might be listening. So, hi, mum, if you're listening. Mum's um, name. Give mum a quick name. Jackie. Jackie. Hello, hey, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> Uh, but um, so I grew up kind of, um, about, well, my mum was sort of listening to kind of ABBA records and uh, ELO and stuff like this. And uh, I just sort of remember kind of um, being exposed to that. And I was like, oh, what's this? This is pretty awesome. And kind of obviously back then, uh, kids, you had um, physical products, you know, you had like kind of inlay sleeve and it was like records. And so kind of remember sort of like looking through all that and kind of just thinking it was all sort of They were the cool, good really. days, weren't yeah. they? You could yeah, pick up yeah. an album sleeve and spend hours yeah. just pouring over yeah. the Reading through the lyrics Absolutely. and stuff like this. Yes. So, so that was all very cool. And um, so, yeah, so kind of... Um, and then I think I was, I don't know, maybe seven or eight and I got a keyboard and I was just sort of... I kind of learnt to play by ear so I'd kind of hear a tune and then I would just sort of play it on the keyboard. I, I, I did try and have some sort of piano lessons but I kind of I just wasn't really sort of what's the word dedicated enough the trouble is I think we've talked about yeah. this with other musicians my son is a, a, a singer songwriter and uh, his elder brother we sort of forced through lessons so he played right. saxophone but it became torture to him yeah. he didn't enjoy doing it so when the younger guy picked up the guitar we just went we just do what you want yeah, yeah. yeah. learned it, it on YouTube took some lessons in the end but we think that's what kept him going. Yeah, that's what it's more yeah, interesting, freedom. isn't it? Love more than lesson. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, definitely for me, like, so I did. I, as I say, I kind of had some piano lessons um, when I was about ten or eleven, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of found it a bit too rigid. I suppose mm. like I just kind of wanted to just play by ear and do yeah. my own kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, and what about uh, musical influences then? From if you love keyboard, who were sort of so back then? I was kind of. Um, Gosh, I'm my age here a bit, but I was listening to a lot of Jean-Michel Jean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was pretty obsessed with him. Um, so kind of I started off with keyboard, and then uh, my brother, he's um, three and a half years older than me, yeah. and he started to play the guitar and was getting in stuff like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Yes. So I got exposed to that, um, which obviously I thought was awesome, and then I started to pick up the guitar a bit, and then it was like Metallica, um, like black album sort of like yeah. listening to that kind of like religiously and that um yeah and I just kind of I suppose just kind of taught myself really and um 
yeah and, and I, I was never really kind of much of a singer um i suppose i kind of wanted to be um but uh yeah i, I was um my partner's here you you've heard some of my oldest recordings and it's a little bit woeful the vocal. <laughs> but i kind of i suppose it was even just... ed sheeran says that though about himself <laughs> <laughs> so but i guess worry. it was just more uh, you know i just the more i kind of kept doing it i suppose i just kind of got better i suppose i i kind of wanted to sing so that kind of forced me to keep yeah. going i wanted to get to the better but yeah. but i suppose yeah in terms of kind of the sort of um light bulb moment i suppose was um would have been oasis um so you know i was a kind of uh, you know a young teenager and very sort of impressionable when they kind of came on the scene um i mean i was i was into kind of blur and stuff like that but oasis just yeah kind of i suppose just the songs are great and i kind yeah. of just the whole sort of vibe in the country at that time yeah. you know and kind of that sort of mid 90s it yeah. just it was a, just a sort of good time i suppose i suppose every every generation says that oh it was yeah. a good time to be young you know <laughs> but uh yeah and i just kind of i thought you know, what they're doing is looks awesome and um i kind of learned to play their songs and that was kind of what really want made me want to sort of you know play live and get out there and actually write kind of songs you know because up until then it just i'd been tinkering around mostly with instrumental stuff so that kind of got me into yeah like writing lyrics and that kind of thing so very good well we'll talk about composition in a moment let's play a track from you martin what, okay. what have you chosen first for us uh so this first one is called just believe the truth this was uh my latest single out single um yeah enjoy okay. just a bit a of pop rock so. uh, martin paul carthew his latest single you're saying uh, just believe the truth thank you
Natasha, thanks for all of the emails and the messages coming in. And uh, thanks uh, to having Martin Paul Cuthew live in the studio with us today. And Martin will be with us again next weekend. That's right. uh, where you're going to be uh, playing out for us, actually. You get the... The final slot to take us out in the uh, right, from yeah. five thirty to six would be great. Uh, we're at Churchfield Recreation Ground next Saturday. It goes on from uh, twelve o'clock till six p.m. So come along and see Martin. Uh, there are sixty stalls, I think, mm-hmm. going to be in the park. Uh, we've got a whole variety of music actually for the uh, for the afternoon, uh, from operatic stuff right the way through to rock and pop, which yeah. would be great. So it's going to be really good. So do come along, bring your picnic blanket and bring your family and friends. Uh, join us next Saturday between 12 and uh, 6 o'clock in the evening. Uh, now we're talking to Martin today in the studio here at Brooklyn's Radio. If you've got any questions for Martin, by the way, uh, you can always drop us an email. That email is studio at brooklynsradio.co.uk Perfect. Uh, let's talk about though martin composition of music how do you go about when you writing a song um <clears throat> so you, god i suppose there's quite a few different ways um typically um i'll just sort of be kind of strumming away on the acoustic um or, or electric you know just kind of tinkering with some stuff um and then yeah, it's kind of uh, various different ways. I mean, sometimes I'll just kind of have maybe a chord progression um, and I'll kind of sort of loop that and, you know, record it down um, and then just kind of ad-lib some stuff. Over and do you the top, record at home, Martin? Or do you, yeah, so I've got, uh, I've got a home studio. Um, cool. So I, I use uh, Cubase. And... Um, um, it's getting technical now, Leanne. Yeah, I was just that. like, it's just gone over my head. <laughs> so, that's okay. But that's, it's, it's music production software. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, so, um, and I'll kind of maybe just sort of, uh, just sort of play around this progression and kind of maybe just sort of ad lib a bit and sort of like change the dynamics and then maybe sort of go on for about, I don't know, like four minutes or something. And then maybe I might um, just sort of start kind of, basically just press record on the microphone and then just sort of maybe start riffing some kind of like vocal ideas down and that kind of thing um and you it, know it sort of mel- a, melodies a, come a riff up first and then lyrics later or um it depends really i mean um so um god i can't i mean that last one we heard i can't even remember how i wrote that but um sometimes it'll be i'll have a sort of more definite structure and then it's a case of recording it down um and trying to get the right tempo um and and sort of kind of basically hone the structure you know is it going to go chorus bridge uh verse sorry verse bridge chorus or whatever it's going to do and sort of sort of try and kind of pin that down um and then yeah kind of like sometimes i just kind of write some lyrical ideas down and pick from them and sort of I might have a melody in mind and then try and sort of adjust the the, the lyrics to kind of fit the vocal uh, to fit the melody that I've got um and yeah and other times it would just be I'll have a melody and then maybe I'll kind of write some words to to fit that really so I think the long and short of it is that I don't know. <laughs> so, no. Interesting. It's, I don't know. It's got different ways, haven't they? There's just loads of different ways. I mean, sometimes I write stuff on the piano as well, yeah. you know, and that kind what's of What's quite interesting, so you can actually get that quality of recording at home good enough to release on Spotify. No problem with that at all. So you don't take it to be mastered anywhere or... No. No, no, no. So, I mean, it's... Um, I think what I have more of is time than money. I mean, you know, if I had... If I kind of had a lot of money, I would probably kind of go into a studio and kind of get it recorded properly. And because it is tough, you know, it's sort of, it, I suppose it swings around about. It's nice being able to do it all myself because I have sort of complete control. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to sort of be in a studio and kind of bouncing off a producer. Mm. I think that would be of yeah. real benefit. No, I can because, understand that. Because sometimes I think what, what's difficult is. Um, because I, I, I suppose I've got a, a lot of musical ideas and kind of different sort of styles. Like you know, obviously we're talking about kind of being into electronic music and also rock music. There's sometimes um, to to sort of um, edit oneself mm. is it, very difficult. Yeah. 
and um, I, I perhaps get a bit carried away and I'm like on another guitar part yeah. on another synth part yeah. and then suddenly I've got like all these different bits and it's like oh god now I've got to like sort of mix and balance yes. all these different things so I think sometimes it would be helpful to have someone there to kind of go uh, yeah, stop now. Yeah, exactly. Like you, Less you is put, more. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. But that's the problem um, with anything creative, isn't yes. it, really? You can just keep, keep going tinkering. and going and absolutely, going. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it would be good to have someone who would kind of have that sort of control, yes. you know, someone to yeah. bounce off um, rather than help me write. Um, but to say that, you know, kind of doing it all myself, obviously it saves money and, and it means I sort of have complete control. Um, but, it, you know, the mixing is, is kind of a bit of a... A, a ball yeah, ache really yeah. to be honest I mean the the fun part of of the whole process is really kind of getting a I guess a demo down and you're kind of just sort of being creative and then it's like okay now I've got to go back and remaster pro- it and properly it re-record yeah. the guitars yeah. properly re-record the vocals and then you kind of got to get quite granular yeah. about it all and it kind of sometimes it sort of <laughs> takes the joy out of it and then you've got to mix it and you've got, you've got to put all these different hats on like you've got to be the producer and the engineer and the musician all at the same time. Yeah. And, um, so it, it's, uh, it, it can be, I'm totally procrastinating. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to get an EP out and I, I'm totally procrastinating over at the moment. Cause I know you need a deadline date. I do. I do. No, totally. <laughs> I do. I totally do. Cause I, I know the work that's involved in, I've got to mix these five songs and then mastering. I usually just kind of go, I use one of these sort of algorithmic things like you can find online. I think it's, cloud bounce maybe i use okay so you just basically you put the your, your sort of mix in and then it kind of you sort of auto pretty it auto yeah. masters it yeah. yeah and i kind of uh, i'm sure there's some mastering people out there who might be listening you're kind of like tearing their hair right now <laughs> at that but, but that's okay but it, i, I mean <laughs> the results i hope speak yeah, for themselves no, absolutely. So, no, they do. Yeah. it sounds absolutely. like it's been sounds through amazing. a professional studio so it's very good that's good let's, let's talk about some of the places that you gig because you're always out and about so i am the best place or the best gigs that you've done if you spring to mind favorite gigs over the years where have you been um, that's got eminently yeah. that has yeah. um, <laughs> goodness me um, what's some of the bigger venues maybe that you played at <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, I've oh, okay so I last year I played a couple of um, outdoor events a couple of festivals lovely that was pretty cool there's one in Leatherhead um, uh, but uh, sadly I don't think that happened this year and then there was one over in um Elverton Heath uh, by Fleet, which is another kind of outside thing, like, you know, on a big stage. So that's always cool, you know, when you're kind of on a big stage and, you know, I'm playing kind of a lot of my own stuff. Um, you know, obviously when I'm, when I'm sort of playing, you know, like the gig I did last night, the Wagon and Horses and the one at the, um, the Blenheim Epsom, it's mostly sort of covers, you know, you're playing what kind of people want to so, hear. Okay, but, what, um, but have you got favourite covers that you enjoy doing? Um... Yeah, I um, so I grew up in the nineties and, and naughty, so I guess there's a lot of nineties and naughty stuff in there. But I kind of chuck a, a bit of older stuff in there. Um, but um, in terms of venues, um, it's difficult to say because it doesn't even necessarily mean uh, it's not dependent on the venue. I think you know any I've, I've learned from doing this, and I'm in a duo as well um, when we do solely covers and it, I think it's just it really just depends on the evening you mm. know I mean you kind of some venues like some one time they'll be absolutely heaving and other time they'll be dead so you know it, it really kind just of depends tell. you just can't tell like last night it was very hot um, so it was very quiet you know I think you know, hot weather is, is a bit of a live music killer you know no one wants to be sort yeah. of sitting in listening to live music when there's hot weather but um laughing at me I was, yeah. at, I was at Hamilton Court last night to see Jack Severetti and it was quite interesting because he kept having to usher the audience up yeah it was a hot night right you know, right everyone was sitting right. down it must make it so hard for a you know just for a performer for a performer yeah. just watching an audience that just sort of sitting yeah. there yeah <laughs> no it no it is I mean that's the th- like I say I think it is you just never know what you're going to get and fun. um you know, obviously, if, if people are kind of into it and sort of dancing or kind of singing along, you, you it kind of becomes this bit of feedback loop where you are getting the energy from that and then you sort of, you, you're performing more, you're putting yeah. more into it and Absolutely. then they get more and into then, it and yeah. then it sort of becomes this sort of, as I say, this kind of feedback loop. It's but chemistry, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. And then, um, no, I mean, I've done, some, I've done some great gigs and I've done some not so great gigs, but <laughs> I couldn't really sort of, 
remember which which is the venue is right thing so enough. yeah yeah well let's move on to another track plus i don't want to offend any venues no. <laughs> <laughs> you might get knocked off their list well yeah, done yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna book him again <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd try and get you to play live in the studio though you're quite limited with what equipment we've got here so i apologize for that uh but what are you going to play for us so um i'm going to play a song called the machine um which uh will be on this ep which i <laughs> only to finish next off. week that's right, yeah, 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 no pressure, no yeah. pressure. Um, so this, as things stand at the moment, I'm planning this to be the kind of lead single okay. for that. So this is called The Machine. And just a bit of backstory, this was kind of, was written a little while ago when I was working in an office and um, basically not wanting to be working in an office. So, and aspiring to something more. Yeah. Anyway, let's play it. Uh, good luck.
Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey. Uh, live Thank in Brooklyn's radio, if you want to hear more from Martin, of course, Martin with us uh, next Saturday, June 25th. Uh, it'll be on from 5.30 to 6 o'clock at uh, Churchfield Park, but come for the whole event. Uh, we're on from 12 o'clock noon uh, through to 6 p.m. with some great acts and uh, music and food, etc., etc. Uh, so thank you, Martin. That's a great track. Really good. Uh, thank you. Over time, I, I don't know why Pink Floyd came into my head there. Maybe it was the lyrics, actually, with Cog in the Machine being something similar to, I'm trying to think of the album, Going Back Years, probably uh, Brick in the Wall um, type, type stuff. Yeah, actually, um, so if I just do a little... So basically, um, that thing there d- does... Uh, it kind of sounds a little bit like a song called Dogs by them off their Animals album from okay. 1977. Radio. So there's, it probably does owe a little bit of a debt to Pink Floyd. Nothing wrong with that. And the words, yeah, the kind of cog in the machine, sort of brick in the wall. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just over time. Just little things yeah. coming to your yeah. mind when you're listening yeah. to a song. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, you were saying that you also do cover versions and you're part of a, a, a duet, is that right? Duo, yeah, yeah. Duo, yeah. sorry. And so tell us about that. Uh, so uh, the, we're called Goldsworth Jerry, um, and yeah, it's really just kind of uh, sort of yeah, sort of function stuff, and um, you know, kind of the sort of more higher end. You know, we're kind of doing weddings and sort of private functions, but we also you know we play kind of a lot of pubs and stuff, and uh, yeah. And you're, you're, as you say, you're, you're really good because you get around to a lot of the local venues here. Mm-hmm. And I do hear you know, we have had other artists coming in; they're, they're not gigging as often. They don't seem to get the work. So, um, yeah, so I think, um, I mean, it's tough because, um, I guess I, so just a little bit of backstory, basically, mm. um, I got, I got made redundant from a, an office job, this is, is quite a few years ago now. And, um, I kind of, I, I was still living with my parents and, um, it basically meant I kind of, I, I had a, a bit of breathing space, obviously with, you know, the, the redundancy payment and, um, it, it gave me the time to ring round venues and sort of knock on doors and kind of take demo CDs in. And that is is probably one of the most time-consuming things. Mm. So I had the time to basically, you know, try and drum up business. And um, because, you know, you, you, you phone up venues and obviously you can understand, you know, a lot, a lot of, they're all sort of mostly pubs and bars and they've mm. got a lot of other things that are more, priority it's like do we have enough booze in our pub Uh, that's most important oh this guy's phoning up trying to get a gig not so important sure so it's a lot of kind of like oh can i speak to so-and-so um oh we're not in call back at six o'clock call back at six o'clock can i speak to so-and-so oh no they're not they're not in today oh but you said earlier anyway yeah so it's a lot of that and um but as i say i kind of had i had the time to sort of do that and really kind of try and drum up a lot of business um for, for the band and for myself and um it's kind of got to the point now uh particularly with the band where it kind of the gigs are just coming in the inquiries are coming great. in yeah so awesome. absolutely so it's a lot of just like you know i suppose word of mouth and um you know the, the, there is a little bit there is something to be said for kind of knocking on doors and i guess you know the more hours you fire the more like you yeah. are to hit something but it really is just word of mouth i mean that's yeah. the kind of best thing and you know you, we get inquiries now uh, and I kind of get inquiries, you know, because someone recommended you or someone heard yeah. you such and such or, yeah. so that's, I'm kind of in a good, or we're in a good place now where I'm not really having to do so much kind of like ringing around yeah. and that sort of frustrating thing. And I've completely and utterly forgotten the original question. No, it's fine. So. <laughs> it must be really nice <laughs> to, to build up a following where you keep going back to yeah. like a local pub, even if you've got, an audience that want to come and appreciate your music. Yeah, no, for if, sure. You know, they've heard you the first time; they may not know you. If they're coming back, if it's repeat business, that must no, be really no, good. No, for sure. I, I mean, for sure. I mean, um, certainly with the duo, I guess um, it's a different kettle of fish. And you know, we, we we do have sort of people coming regularly down to the gigs, which is fantastic. But um, you know, with what I'm doing, you know, solo as, as, as Martin Paul Cuthew, um, I did a gig at the Pelican. In Adelstone by the mm. canal. This yeah, was uh, yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks right. ago. By the like the warehouses. Are that's down right. There, yeah, aren't yeah. They? So that's it. So this was this was part of the um, the Jubilee weekend, and uh, I I had some CDs for sale, and um, you know it's very difficult to try and get sort of you know people to kind of 
pay for music these days, yeah. sadly. Yeah. But uh, it was great because uh, one little kid sort of came up. He was sort of, I think he was plucking up the courage um, to come up and, and ask me to, you know, buy a CD and stuff, oh. and uh, which is very sweet. And then um, there's uh, a guy and his son who I've seen down there quite a few times, and they kind of sat by the front. And it was great because his son was... I was playing one of my own songs and he was sort of singing along to oh, one of my wow, songs because he bought the so CD cool. like back at the beginning of the year. Oh. So which was just amazing. And, and it's kind of like, I just need about 10,000 of, of him. those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be Absolutely. great. I mean, I'll be laughing. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it is nice, you know, kind of, and I suppose in a way because, I mean, it's my only source of income. Um, so I'm, most Fridays and Saturdays I'm out yeah, playing yeah. and it doesn't leave a lot of space uh, for me to kind of actually see people really no, and sort of socialise. Yeah, so it's it's true. nice getting people down to yeah. the gigs because it's actually a sort of opportunity to kind of be social yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I kind of feel like I want people to come down not because I'm like, I'm not so fussed if, I'm not like, oh, I want you to watch me play. I'm like, I'm not really so interested in that. I just want to see yes, you. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, actually, yeah. what, so... Um, you but should no, get commission from the venues bringing your mates as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but there, there, there's a few. I mean, there's a few venues, um, and, and, and I mean, it's it, right back when I was sort of first playing in bands, doing like original stuff, um, like all originals. Um, there's a lot of places which are kind of pay to play, mm, you know. So yeah. it's like, oh, we'll give you a gig, but you have to bring yeah. like x amount of people, yeah. or you have to sell x amount of tickets. Yeah. And that was kind of okay, like when I was in a band, like a five piece when I was about like 18. Yes. But now at my age, I'm not going to say that on, uh, I want to give you illusion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I want to, I want to give you illusion that I'm I'm still youthful. Very youthful. And, um, you know, uh, not over the hill. You are compared Uh, to me, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, we'll stick with that. Um, So, yeah, it's trying to get sort of a lot of people to gigs because, you know, I'm sure you know, your social circle kind of diminishes as you get older. Okay. Or you're still in touch with people, but they've got kids. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. Like and it changes. You change as a person, don't you? So your yeah. friends change. So Exactly. So it's trying to get people down. It is quite tough. But so um, generally when kind of um, venues kind of say, oh, we need to, you to bring X amount of people. It's like, right. I'm later. done. Yeah, yeah right, no, yeah. that's it's, fair enough. I understand that to some extent because they, you know, if they're putting on music, they they want to kind of have some sort of take on the door, mm-hmm. or whatever. But we've had a few sort of pubs which have kind of said down. It's like it's not kind of our job to get yeah. the punters no, in, no, surely. Exactly. It's, it's you know, exactly. but um, anyway, yeah. I'll, so before I start, before sort of ranting about. <laughs> Well, the other thing, we had uh, Ari Tahan. Ari's yes. going to be on, on the, the same uh, day on Eugene the 25th. Uh, Ari's uh, now teaching at ACM, but she actually went to ACM. Okay, yep. Saying how much time it takes her on her social media. Is yeah. it the same for you? Is it very time-consuming? Yep. It's, and that's, again, just to build up the following and retain the following? Yes, it's... Um, I mean, I think probably a lot of people don't realise that being in a band or, or kind of doing having a music career probably about 10 percent of it is actually playing music maybe 20 at most yeah the, as i say going back to what i was saying earlier about the kind of a lot of ringing around mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. know a lot of it's kind of like on emails you mm-hmm. know kind of dealing with inquiries you know sorting out bookings you know um, that kind of thing a lot of it is social media or you know and i think I guess it's like anything, you know, if you don't really sort of know what's behind it, you don't really kind of appreciate it. Yeah. So, like, you might, I might put a post up on Facebook of a bit of artwork and people are like, oh, that's cool, give it a like. And it's like, that might have taken me about an hour or yes. so yes. just to put that little bit of poster together yeah. or whatever, you know, yeah. or maybe even longer because I'm a perfectionist. And then, so there's a lot of time and it is, it is a bit of a kind of necessary evil, mm. I think, obviously, in today's, you know, age. Um, it can be quite frustrating. Um yeah at times uh, and it because it obviously all the time you're doing that it's taken away from what you really want to do which is is kind of making music, music. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, I, and I've read sort of or I've listened to some videos and, and read some stuff you know kind of saying that I think a lot of musicians now feel that they need to be content creators rather yeah. than 
musician so it's kind of like okay i've got to get my yeah my instagram picture or i saw i'm recording an ep so i better take some yep. photos or get yeah, in this case absolutely. get my um, long-suffering partner Lauren to take some pictures <laughs> well done Lauren yeah. <laughs> um, or you know I, can, oh, I better take a video of this little, yeah 100% like, I'm, I'm playing a little guitar but yeah. let's take a video because you're constantly trying yeah. to sort of let people know what you're doing and, and it's like even that is like it's not just a case of like getting I'll just stick with camera there and do that you've got to kind of get the right angle, the angle and stuff. so and it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of work and um you know, it uh, and the other frustrating thing is, well, I mean, what I'd love to be able to have um, is basically, maybe it exists, I don't know, is you go onto sort of one platform and then you have a post and then it just fires off to all the social media platforms. It does exist. Yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm I'll sure it probably does. Later. Okay, that would be great. Because, but the, the problem is, though, is like all these different platforms, like, you know, Twitter, um, YouTube, TikTok, uh, everything. Yeah. yeah, they all Instagram. have slightly different yeah, parameters. Right. Yeah. So you can't, you have to sort of tailor the yeah. post. It's you like, you're right. It's totally. like, oh, I've got this great post to put on Facebook. And I, oh, no, I need to yeah. reduce the characters on Twitter. Or, or yeah. Instagram doesn't allow you to, um, doesn't do hyperlinks yeah. like Facebook does. So all of that work that you've just done, doesn't it? Yeah. You it's can't just, just copy and paste no, it. No, exactly. So yeah. that kind of, yeah. it's, um, it, as I say, it's a necessary evil um you know it has to be done and um but yeah like you say it is a lot of a lot of hard that, work. a lot of maintenance hard work. Yeah, yeah all right let's uh, find another track shall we martin what's uh, what's the next one we're going to choose uh i think i'm going to go with um stan tool oh are you? okay <laughs> he's doing that deliberately <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> did you have something Talk else, yourselves, did you have something else <laughs> sorry um so this this was my debut uh single so this came out a couple of years ago now um it's called stand tall and um so this was put together during lockdown okay basically uh the song was quite old but it's kind of a positive message and it kind of felt the right one to put out yeah. first you know obviously with all the stuff that was yeah. going on with um with covid and, and whatnot so yeah so this is called stand tall excellent thank you stars cause they are bright but don't try to hold the sun cause you'll get burned in time you'll live to forget what is done
but stand tall by Martin Paul Curfew. We've got uh, Martin in the studio with us today. Thanks for coming in again, Martin. Uh, thank you for And looking me. forward you. to your gig next weekend. Yes. Uh, have you got your set worked out yet? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, so I think it's half an hour. It is. I've got. Um, so it's going to probably be six or seven songs. Uh, so I've released um, four singles now. So obviously uh, the listeners have heard two of those. So it's going to be those two and the other two, um, which I released called Home and Calling Out My Name. I'm going to play The Machine as well, which obviously I played live a little bit earlier. Um, I'm going to play a song called Don't Let Fear Win on that next essay, which I'm also going to play in a little bit here. Uh, and then possibly if I've got time, maybe a seventh song, um, which is going to be a, a sort of uh, improvisational jazz odyssey of 20 minutes long oh, wow. uh, and I'll just play for an hour that's Love fine it. I'll just keep going well, and right. you just pull we'll, the plug you out no, can you can you sweep up afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah I'll clean up the litter yeah um, no so I don't know I might have I've got like a, another song on uh, which is due to be on this EP which is perhaps just under three minutes so if I've got time I might be able to sort of sneak Swing that, that in. in yeah yeah, yeah. So, awesome um, yeah. so for the EP are you, you you're saying you're not quite there yet but you're nearly there so have you got the artwork done for the EP and stuff like that or is that all still going to be produced no so that's all still going to be done so it's going to be five tracks um, they're all all the parts are recorded uh, and as I kind of say to people in inverted commas I've just got to mix them I've just got to master them I've just got to do all the artwork and all the promotion so not much yeah I mean like Leanne says I should have it really done uh, by next week so no problem at all but um so yeah so no it's um but I, I I'm planning this uh from Monday kind of um actually it's quite good because um next Saturday uh, the, the gig at uh, at Churchfields um is kind of so I will be playing along to some backing tracks essentially right and um so I've got the first four singles, they're all done, the backing tracks. And um, obviously for the ones I'm playing that I haven't released, I want to try and get a backing track together. So what I normally do, just off a bit of a tangent here, um, once I've got a mix of the song, that kind of, you then, to make the backing track, you then kind of obviously take out... So you've got your mixed track, effectively, with all the parts. Obviously, you get rid of the vocals, get rid of most of the guitar parts, and then you sort of what's called bounce that down so you've kind of got your drums and bass and other bits and then you're playing along to that so i need to kind of i need to do that for the two from the ep so it'll probably maybe force me to do at least an initial mix of the two or three that i'm playing from the ep okay fantastic in this coming week so that i can at least have a from that that inform a backing track to play to on saturday if Brilliant. that makes sense that all makes to, Absolute Perfect sense. sense. So I'm going to test Leanne. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were sleep deprived now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, so that's so. As I say, it kind of maybe will just give me a, kind of a bit of a um, shimmy along to sure. to get at least an initial mix done of two of the songs from EP at least, so that I can then have backing tracks and blah 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 blah. Anyway, yeah. So. I think there was, the question was, have I got my set list? Yeah. We're, yes. Right, yeah. So that's it, yeah. So it's kind of it's mix already, of... All good to go. Or yeah. It's a mix of what's come out already and what is to come. Yeah. So, Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're Maybe. looking forward to that. We are looking forward to uh, that. We've got one Same more here. number from you, I think, to mm-hmm. come. So um, we'll pick up the guitar now. You're playing tonight, of course, as well, if people want to come and see you. So you're at um, Blenheim? So the Blenheim in uh, Epsom. Um, so that, um, yeah, I think at 8 o'clock... I'm on this evening. Um, I'm, I'm not sure um, what the weather's supposed to be doing, but um, we're just having a look out the window. But uh, It's cloudy and dry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe Leanne's weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true uh, like, uh, weather lady. Um, um, but, uh, yeah, I might be playing uh, like maybe the first set outside and then kind of in, indoors oh, for the second great. set. But, um, yeah, see, see how that goes and if the weather holds up. Well, but, um, Good luck for tonight. Thank you Definitely very much. good luck for next Saturday. We'll yeah, I'm very for much you. looking forward and, to that. So, yeah. no, that'd be great. And thank you for coming in today. Thank you for By having me. By the way, me. if people want to get hold of you, how do they do that? Um, so the best way is um, if you go onto my website, which is uh, martinpaulcuthew.com, uh, and there is a um, contact or sort of get in touch um, page, and then basically uh, you can sort of submit an inquiry 
through that. Um, that's one way to do it. Uh, probably the best way or um, martinpaulcuthew uh, at gmail.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter uh, and Instagram. So there are other ways of getting hold of me. So yeah, just Martin Paul Cuthew. C-U-T-H-E-W. I, that's just that's important though. It's it is important. It, it is yeah. habit because um, people always kind of say, oh, how do you yeah. spell that? So, yeah, absolutely. So it's... Um, so yeah, so um, yeah, there we go. Okay, what's the last number going to play for us? So this is called um, "Don't Let Fear Win," um, and um, this was kind of written a little while ago. Like actually, all the songs on the EP are kind of a little bit old. Um, what's the backstory with this one? I suppose it's about um, learning from mistakes or kind of basically things that don't kill you kind of make you stronger and yeah you kind of sort of improving by virtue of things having gone wrong in the past if that makes sense like got it does that, does that make sense yep and um yeah basically just not panicking and trying not to freak out <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good mission yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's something to aspire to anyway absolutely okay
makes more of a man of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's uh, so Martin much. Paul Cathy. Martin will be with us uh, again next Saturday, June the 25th. Uh, he could be there between 5.30 and 6. But join us between uh, 12 to 6 o'clock uh, on Saturday, June 25th. Bring your picnic rugs and your friends. Come listen to Martin and Ari Tahan and everyone else. Thanks again, Martin, for coming to the studio. Thank you so much, Barry. Uh, Thank you, Leanne. Sorry's loving Brooklyn's radio.